We had reached the end of Klai Yisrael's uh, conquest and division of Eretz Yisrael. As we saw, the Bnei God of Bnei Reuven had remained faithfully uh, with the Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael throughout. And now they've uh, fulfilled what they committed themselves to do. So we're holding at the beginning of Perk Chof And now Yeshua is going to send them home again. The Pasuk says, Az Yichur Yahushua L'Raveni V'Lagadi V'Lachati Shevet V'Nasheh. Yeshua calls in the people of Reuben, God, L'Lachati Shevet V'Nasheh. V'Yayim R'Aleim. He tells them, Atem Shemaritim Eskol Hashem Tziva Yitzchah Moshe Avod Hashem. You kept everything Moshe commanded you. V'Tishmu B'Koyni L'Chol Hashem Tziva Yitzchah Yitzchah. So there's two Chalakim. There's what Moshe commanded them, and they listened to Yeshua. These are two promises that they themselves have made. In the Torah, they said they're going to listen to whatever Moshe tells them to do. And right at the beginning of Sefer Yeshua, Perak Aleph, the beginning of Sefer Yeshua, so Yeshua calls in loving God and Chatzim and reminds them of their commitment to Moshe. And their response to him then was, Bayanis Yeshua Leymar, Kalashet to Visan and Naisa, Veskalashet to Shlachin and Nelech. Kalashet Shemayan and Moshe Kenish Maylecho. Wherever you tell us to go, we'll go. Whatever you tell us to do, we'll do. As we listen to Moshe, we'll listen to you. So there was a second commitment that Reuven God and Menashe made, and that was that they were going to listen to Yeshua. And that's why Yeshua affirms that they did that as well. You kept your word, you listened to everything I told you to do. And besides for that, you didn't abandon your brothers for a long time, it was 14 years until today. So you kept the mitzvah that you, Hashem told you to keep, and now your job is finished. He promised them. And now they're free to go back and enjoy the inheritance which was given to them on every yard. But Yeshua's parting words to them, Rack. Go, go home. You can make the most of every yard. But Shimra Moed Lassois is a mitzvah. Shimra Moed. Be very careful to keep and to protect the Torah and the mitzvahs which Moshe was commanded you. So why was this extra as horror necessary? They had fulfilled what they were meant to do. They were allowed to now go back home to their homestead, to their families in every yard. The understanding is that like they, like the rest of Klai were all keeping the Torah. Why did Yeshua need to give them this extra like last message of warning? That uh, make sure to keep the Torah and to love Hashem and to keep the mitzvahs and serve Him. And the answer is that Yeshua understood that there was a potential danger in every Yarden. Now, if you're going to see in the Hemshech of the Perak, and that was that in Eretz Israel itself, where everything focused on the Avoda and the Mishkan, and there was a, a, a close united in the Avoda Hashem, it was much easier to remain so to speak, within the fold of being loyal to Hashem and loving Him, keeping His halachas. Whereas those who are further flung and in every yard and they aren't part of the central, so to speak, mainstream of the rest of Klai Yisrael, so it becomes more difficult to keep up the same standards. And Yeshua knew that was going to happen. That's why He gives them this extra lesson of warning that even if you're going to be further removed 
from the rest of Klai Yisrael. You're going to be on the other side of the Yarden, but make, therefore, Shimur Mu'ayt. Put in the extra efforts to maintain that same level of Ava, Yira, Dveikos, whatever it is, that uh, is expected of you. The focus is not as much the focus as not being connected to the rabbi. Uh, there's a certain mala and a certain chisar in being in a place which is where there's a rabbi. On the one hand, there's a certain vitality, there's a certain koyach, there's a certain life, a vibrancy. When there's a rabbi doing the mitzvah, when there's a rabbi keeping the Torah, and for all of us living in Shalayim, we know exactly what that means. But everything which is done is done by Every mitzvah which they get to is everybody's doing it, and everyone's building circus, and everybody's saying slichas. There's a certain kach. Which it's much easier to be a part of. The danger of being in a place with a Zeravam is that a person can get swept along without being his, having his individual, so to speak, um, energies and efforts invested in it. But at least there's a, there's a certain current, a certain shmirah, a certain current, a certain mahalach which a person is a part of. Whereas on the other hand, if a person is in a far-flung place where it doesn't have that same koyach of a rabim, so on the one hand, it, it demands more on the person's individuality to keep the Torah in the but it's much more difficult. It's much more difficult. There isn't that same uh, sense of the rabbin doing a mitzvah. Okay, so that was his message to the God in the Reuven. They return home. And now, the half shevet of Menashe, Nasan, Moshe, Babashan, he gave them half the shevet of the Nachal and Bashan, that's in Ebra Yarden, today in Golan. The other half of Benashe got the Chalik with the rest of Klai Yisrael in the Eretz Yisrael proper. And then for the half of Benashe, which is now going back to their homesteads in Bashan, which is a well and sends them off as well. And then he adds another point. He tells them, Go back home with much, with much wealth. That you've gathered here in Eretz Yisrael, of a mikne rav moed, and with lots of cattle, lots of flocks, pekasef of a zav and a choshes of a vase of a smallest harbi moed, as well as gold, silver, copper, metals, clothing, chilkos shalay veichem imachechem. Take your chelak of the spoils um, of Eretz Yisrael, which was plentiful, together with the other shvatim. And the obvious question is, why was this uh, invitation? But the other Shvatim, not the other members of that Shevet that stayed back in, 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 in Eber Yarden to, to tend to the sheep and the children and, and everything else? The, not, they didn't stay in Eber Yarden. All the men came to fast in Eretz Yisrael. They never went back? They didn't go back to the harvest season? No, it doesn't sound like it. From Chazal, it sounds like they didn't recognize the families when they went back. They remained with them for 14 years. Wow. And then he said, go back, take spoils, take wealth, take whatever we've amassed from destroying the nation of Israel, take back with you. And the Mephoshim asked the question, why was this uh, offered to the Chati Shev of Menashe and not to Bnei the God of Nehruvain? Right? They also were entitled to a share of the spoils. When Yeshua sent them off in the previous Pesukim, we don't find that he also invited them to help themselves to the spoils like he did when it came um, to Shev of Menashe. Now, I want to ask the first answer to the question I just asked is exactly what Rabbi Yitzhak just said, and that is the difference was Menashe, I mean, sorry, Reuben and God did not need money. They were extremely wealthy as it was. They had tremendous flux as it was, and that's what they wanted to start with. They came to fulfill their pledge to Moshe. They came to fight in Eretz Yisrael. They fulfilled their pledge. They can go home. 
For Chatzis Shevet Menashe never wanted to go to Ever Yadin. As we saw previously, they were sent there. Either they were sent there to be a good example to Reuben and God, they were going to be their leaders, or they were sent there because there wasn't enough space for Menashe and Eretz Yisrael proper, so they were given a second chalik on Ever Yadin. But as a result, they didn't choose to be there, they were sent there. And if that's the case, we don't find that they had all that wealth in advance. And that's why Yeshua sends them off with wealth to make up for it, so to speak, from what they got from Eretz Yisrael. That's the one answer the Fashion gave. The other answer the Fashion gave is when Yeshua told them, so until now we said that Achaychem means the rest of the Jewish people. Karishol collectively took the spoils of Eretz Yisrael, and therefore they were entitled to their Chalik of that as well. The Malbim explains it, Achaychem means with the other half of Benashe, which means this, all the Shvatim shared the Nachala, which shared the spoils of Eretz Yisrael that conquered between them. And just because they were going to Eber Yarden doesn't mean they were less entitled to their chalik of the spoils of Eretz Yisrael than the half shevet who had stayed in Eretz Yisrael. And that's why he says to them, right, the, the chalik which was given to each other was given to them. The chalik of Menashe is meant to be split into two. Because part of it's going to go to the chalik of Menashe which remained in Eretz Yisrael, and part of it's going to go to the chalik of Menashe which returns to Eber Yarden. Okay. So Yeshua sends them off, they leave. Vayashuvu, Vayelchu b'nei Ruvain of Negod, Vachati Shevet Avinashim, Es b'nei Yisrael. They leave Klai Yisrael, Mishira, they went from Shira, that's where Yeshua was. Asheb Eretz Knon, Nelechus, Laeretz Hagilat. Laeretz Achuzos, Mishin, Nelechus, Ba'api, Hashem, Biyad Moshe. They leave, they go back to the lands on the side of the Yadin River, which Moshe had given them. And now it's an interesting thing. Vayavoyal Gliras Yadin. They come to the Gliras Yadin, was the places where the the Jordan River was crossable, the crossings of the river. There were some times where the river was too deep to cross, there were some places where Shaykh to cross. So they came to that area in the Yarden. And there at the crossing point of Yarden, they built a big Mizbech. So the Mashmos of the Pasuk is Asheb Eretz Kanan, on the side of Eretz Kanan. So, this obviously was something which is extremely strange, because this was against the Torah. Right? The halach in the Torah is that you're only allowed to build a mizbeach, um, not in the Mishkan or not in the Beis Hamikdash, when there isn't a Mishkan or a Beis Hamikdash. We call it Bamis Yachid, even the Bamis Tibur. But when the Beis, when the Mishkan, the Beis Hamikdash is standing, so then there's the issue to build other mizbeachs anywhere else. And right now we have the Mishkan in Shila that is also established. So there's a functioning Mishkan and then it's also to bring Karbanas anywhere else. So the fact that the, these two and a half Shvatim had built the Mizbeach by the Yadin River definitely was a source of concern. What are they doing? Why are they going against Salah? So Klaishal found out about it. By Yishma B'nai Yisrael Leymar, Klaishal, the rumor spread, he named Bano B'nai Ruben and they got Vachati Shevet HaMinashe Samizbeach El Mul Eretz Kanan Up there is Kanan So here it's Mashma there was another side of the Yarden. Uh, before I should point out, this is a, not clear, two circumstances said two different things where exactly it was. El Gliras the Yarden, El Ever B'nai Yisrael. So, they built this Mizbech, which, like we said, is against the Alacha. So, what are they going to do about it? The Yishma B'nai Yisrael, Yisrael heard about it, and we see then that the level that Yisrael was on, that they weren't prepared to allow any Averi to happen without taking care of it. This is always a sign of the spiritual health, the spiritual level of the nation. And that is when they attuned to Avera. As soon as anything goes wrong, Kaisha are quick to take action to stop it. It shows at a high level. 
When Klai Yisrael know about Avera and they don't do anything about it, so it shows a communal failing. That they aren't sensitive enough to the fact that there's a Avera happening to, to rise to the occasion to prevent it happening. So now the time of Yeshua Klai Yisrael was still on the highest Madrega, and therefore straight away they deal with it. It's an amazing thing. They mobilized to go to war. It was their own brothers. It was the troops had gone with them to battle for 14 years. But nevertheless, this is against the Torah, they were prepared to go to war to, to stop it. Where is Yeshua? Yeshua and Lazar. So that's why, that's why, of course it came to the leaders. But that's why I said the spiritual health of Klaishol is that they gathered. They didn't have to be sent. They didn't have to be collected to fight. When they heard about uh, a halachic desecration, so on their own, they came to Shiloh to gather to deal with it. And now we're going to see that there was a mobilization coming from the leadership. They sent a delegation which went to confront the God of the Reuven, was led by Pinchas. He took a representative from each of the Shvat in the clan, ten Nesim, Nasi Echad, Nasi Echad, Levesov, and Chol Matos Yisrael. How does he get the ten? There are only nine and a half Shvat in the Israel. Right, we have Reuven God and half of Menashe on the other side of the Arden. So the answer is that the, the Menashe in Eretz Israel was also represented. So they had a Nasi and a half which were in Eretz Israel, and he represented the Chedek of Menashe. Right. So they come, so this delegation of Pinchas and the Nasim crosses the other river and they come to confront Negod and Ben Rubin. They come to accuse them and they say, We're representing what's said in the name of the whole congregation of Hashem, the whole Jewish people. Why have you rebelled against Hashem? To go, to go against Hashem once. To build yourselves your own Mizbech, it's a rebellion against Hashem. And this Mizbech is awesome. And they're going to say more If you haven't yet been so to purified from it until today, and by the hour of Pu'ar, we know 24,000 Jews died as a result of the Avera Pu'ar, and we're still affected by that Avera. We have to explain still why Mukhaish was still affected by it. It was now more than 14 years since that Avera happened. Mm-hmm. More than 14 years. That Avera happened in the Midbar. This was already more than 14 years in Territory Israel. So why were they still, so to speak, worried about the Avera Pu'ar? And it says. Oh. Right, we're going to see. This is the negative Pinchas. And so also he was chosen here to be the one to lead the delegation. Right, we'll see. And now you're going to, so to speak, retreat from serving Hashem. It's going to start with you rebelling against Hashem, and the result is going to be Hashem is going to punish all of us. And if you, your problem is that the land you're on, Eretz, now it's Eber Yadin, is not Eretz Yisrael, it's Tamei. Eber Lachem al Eretz Yisrael Hashem. Asher Shachan Shem Mishkan Hashem. Come back. Come back and join us in Eretz Yisrael, where the Mishkan is. The Chazor B'Sechel will give you a Nachlin in our part of Eretz Yisrael. But of Hashem, Altim Roidu. 
don't rebel against Hashem. Don't rebel against us. When you build yourself as Mizbech, it's different to the Mizbech of Hashem. And I'll just finish up the argument. We know that often at the beginning, that the first battle of Yerichoi, Ochen ben Zerach, he stole from the Cherem, the whole Jewish people got punished for that. And he was just one man. He didn't die for his own Avera. The whole Christ will suffer for his Avera. So Kalbuchem, if you have two and a half Shvatim, if you have two and a half Shvatim who are doing the wrong thing, the Kalbuchem, Christ was going to suffer. Now let's look for a moment at the, the structure of the message from Pinchas. It's very interesting. Firstly, they borrow some expressions from when Moshe spoke to the same two and a half Shvatim. Right? We see originally when the two and a half Shvatim in, in Pashas Matos, they came to suggest to Moshe that they be allowed to remain in Ever Yarden. And Moshe also got angry with them. And Moshe uses his number of similar shyness. He also calls them to Shuvayim Achar Hashem, you're going back from serving Hashem. He also says, Ach Hashem Am don't rebel against Hashem. And the, the, the Pinchas is using the same language again to play God and Reuben, the same thing. Don't, so to speak, turn back from serving Hashem, don't rebel against Hashem. But there's another interesting point from Machlokes also. And that is, the, there's a mixture of Kilu, the indignation of why you're building this Mizbech and you're doing the wrong thing, and at the same time explaining why we're all going to suffer from it. So, Klaish are coming with two different, so to speak, points of view. The one is we're defending Kvot Shemayim. So, you're doing the wrong thing by rebelling against Hashem. So, we came to, to defend Kvot Shemayim to, to stop you doing an event. The second is we're coming to protect ourselves. Because we know that what happened in the past, whether it's in Balpar, whether it was Ba'achon, and that is that when some of Klaish will sin, the whole Klaish will get punished. And therefore, they, they come in Ke'idus, Mitzah themselves, that we don't want to get punished, so we're going to come and stop this avarice that we don't get punished for it. So it's an interesting balance between are they coming, ask for Shemayim, or are they coming, not, not, not the whole class shouldn't get punished. And the important point here is that it's not a stereo. It's not a stereo. There's a, there's a depth to this which we see already in the fight against Midian. We know that guys go back to Valpur. We know that as a result of the daughters of Midian who were Machshul Klai Yisrael, so Mimela, there was a TV from Hashem. To wipe out Midian. The Koyim is Nikmas, Nei Yisrael, Me'esam Midianim. Go and take revenge for Klai Yisrael against the Midianim. In other words, when Hashem presents the mitzvah to destroy Midian, Hashem presents it as, go and take the revenge of Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael lost 24,000 people because of it, and therefore, uh, so to speak, Klai Yisrael is the Indian to avenge the, those who died by attacking Midian. That was Hashem's instruction. When Moshe Rabbeinu told Klai Yisrael about it, he said, Let's take revenge for Hashem against Midian. In other words, Midian caused Klai Yisrael to rebel against Hashem. So they were a Chote or Machti. They were a Mesis, whatever you want to call somebody who convinces others to go against the Torah. And therefore, we're going to defend Hashem's, so to speak, honor by going to attack Midian. So which one was it? On the one hand, Moshe told them to defend the honor of Hashem. Hashem told them to defend the honor of Klai Yisrael. And the answer is, it's both. There's two different reasons why we attack Midian. There are two different reasons why we attack Midian. The one was Mitzad Nekim Nikmas B'nai Yisrael, and the other was Nekim Nikmas Hashem. They were both there. And, it, and the interesting thing is it doesn't mean that it's lack of Kvot Shemaim when they went to, this, to fight Midian because they also had in mind to take revenge from Avakla Yisrael. Right, we're going to see a similar thing 
Ben de şimdi. Moshe ben de bura şamzan, right? Right. They were told to be nakem nikmas Hashem, and Hashem told them to be nakem nikmas Benisra. So they went to the bath, and it's not just there. We see a similar thing. La asid lavi. Shall come soon. And Hashem takes revenge against all the guy over the years who oppressed, who killed, who persecuted uh, Klai Yisrael. So who's the Kama is that? Who's the Kama is that? Is that the Nakama of Klai Yisrael or is that the Nakama of Hashem? And we find both. On the one hand we find the Tefillah. Right? And that is, Nakam Nikmas Tama Vadecha Ashachu. Right? Avenge the blood of your servants who were killed. So it's the it's Nakama for Klai Yisrael got killed. On the other hand, we also find in the Psakim, also in the Tefillahs, that HaKadosh Baruch is going to do, to, to avenge the Chil Hashem, which was caused by it. In, in Hazinu, it says, because the, the Goyim said, Yodeinu Rama, Hulay Hashem Paul Kozois, so we made that Hashem is going to, th- going to pay them back. Hashem is going to pay them back for the Chil Hashem, that they thought that we could, fight, we could fight Hashem, so to speak. So once again, which one is it? And the answer is it's neither one or the other one, it's both. And it's not a steer. It's not a steer. The fact that it's uh, that what the Goyim did was at the same time Ke'iru felt that they could attack Hashem or fight Hashem and also cause harm to Klai Yisrael. So those are both parts which need to be avenged. Both from Klai Yisrael's point of view and Hashem's point of view and it happens together. And not only that, the results together also. The same idea that we're going to say in, this is a critical point in the of Rosh Hashanah. And that is, what are we diving for in Rosh Hashanah? We're diving on the one hand for Malchus Hashem. V'simichata Hashem levadecha. Malchus Hashem. The HaKadosh Baruch Hu should re-establish His authority in the world. Hashem should bring down His throne. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be seen as being the master of everybody and everyone should serve Him. That's the one. And at the same time, in the same paragraph, we say, Uvachain, tenkovad Hashem la'amecha. We're also going to gain from that. We're also going to gain from that. Give us the covet. You'll rule over everybody, Hashem, but where? And the important point is like this. Why is it one thing? Why is it one thing? The answer is, is because if Ke'ilu, we would come along and say, Hashem, this is all for you, it has nothing to do with us. So that we aren't really, we aren't interested in the Pachamayim. It's like, we're saying, Kiro, we would say, Hashem, this is for you, not for us. We don't care. Adarabha. The fact that it makes a difference to us also is we're together with Hashem. And therefore, an increased Pachamayim, that's what we want as well. And uh, therefore, it's not just you're asking as outsiders. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, cause Pachamayim. Revenge what uh, the nations who defied you, whatever it's going to be. Bring your malchus back. We don't, we're not speaking like, it's, like impartially, it makes no difference to us. On the contrary, it does make a difference to us. It's, 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 our, it's our revenge also. It's our mind also. We, so to speak, putting our goal with Hashem. With, what's, what's going to be in Kvot Shemayim, it's going to be safe Klai Yisrael. What's going to be what Kvot Shemayim wants is what we want. It's a way of connecting the idea of malchus Hashem to what's negative for us also. It's, again, it's important to us also. It's important to us on the, on the level that because it's HaKadosh Baruch who's covered. But Lema'isa, it's also our tzlach. They go together. 
that, uh, and if we hear, here we see that also. When Akari Shul come at the same time, Mitzad Echel to defend the honor of Hashem, Mitzad Hashem, this is what we, it's good for us. We, we goes together. What's a lack of Chemayim is bad for Klai Yisrael. What's a, what's, what someone's doing Avera, Mitzad Echel, doesn't want Avera. At the same time, it's not just being impartial about it. It makes a difference to us too. It's not two separate arguments. It's two sides of the same thing. It's not. It's not. We also what he said there is that the right reason is because it's not the right thing to do. It's not what Hashem wants. But at the same time, I want what Hashem wants. It's not for me. It's not my covet. It's. It's. Let's give a marshal. If I'm a soldier in a in an army, right? So of course I'm fighting for the country. I'm fighting for the king. I'm fighting for the head of state. Whoever it's going to be. But I want to win the battle also. It's not two different purposes. If a soldier thinks, listen, I don't really care. It's not any difference to me. The man, the king, I'll go to war. He's not a very motivated soldier. On the contrary, if a soldier who, this is my campaign also. But I'm also, I'm fighting because I want to, I'm protecting myself. I'm doing the best I can do. At the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting for the honor of the king. So then he's putting his girl with the king. We're in the same boat. It's not, my motivation isn't myself. But the, the, why it's important to be quite Shemaim is because I'm willing to work together. That, that's Kilo, that's my goal as well. As we saw, Nikmas Hashem is Nikmas Bnei Israel. Malchus Hashem is Tatlachus Bnei Israel. And here also, when the Avera, something which is against Hashem, is also the, to the detriment of Kai Israel. Okay, let's turn to the seat. Tonight, Pesachim, tomorrow, it's very interesting. We're going to see how Bnei God and Bnei Rube, how they respond to this.